0: So if you would I'd like to have you turn in your Bibles to the first chapter chapter of Daniel. I'm going to be reading verses 8 to 17. If you're looking at the chair Bible it's on page 874. So many of you know the beginning part of Daniel. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar had become king and he brought uh, a whole bunch of the uh, Jews, the young men who were uh, handsome and good and talented and all of those kinds of things, and he brought them in to be servants within his uh, group. One of the things that uh, they did there was they were trying to make sure that these Jews were being acclimated to or learning the ways of the Babylonians that they were uh, being brought in. And one of the things that uh, they were all doing is they were all going to eat the same diet. They were all going to have the same foods and and, uh, wine and those sorts of things uh, so that everybody was the same. And uh, that brings us to verse 8. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him, to not, to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor, favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let your appearance, I'm sorry, our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for the four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all the literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all uh, visions and dreams. So you kind of see what's going on here. The the king uh, had in mind that uh, he wanted them all to have a very similar appearance uh, in size and shape and that sort of thing. And so he assigned uh, what it was that they were going to be given to eat and to drink. And as this happens, the, uh, the steward uh, who was over Daniel, when Daniel says, hey, look, I, uh, we would prefer not to uh, have to do this, uh, the steward is kind of concerned. He says, I'm concerned for myself. <laughs> because if you start to look weak or sick then it's going to reflect poorly on me and I am going to be in in trouble Now one of the things that um had you have to kind of keep in mind and that's that uh, Daniel and the other 3 their very identity had been taken from them they had uh they were uh royalty they were important people they were uh people who had influence and, and power, and uh, now all of a sudden they're kind of cast off to the side, and they are going to uh, be servants, and they are going to be in a position uh, within uh, this this different kingdom. They were trying, the, the, the Babylonians were trying to make them Babylonians. They were trying to change who they were. Uh, this This would be like if we uh, went, uh, I'll just pick um, Mexico, if we went down to Mexico and we were under their control and they said in order for you to live here and to be able to continue uh, you have to ha- have an appearance of a Mexican, you have to uh, do all of these things. And and uh, that's kind of what the concept is here. So their identity had already been taken from them, but beyond that uh, the idea here was that they were going to have to uh, to do more. So uh, in order for them to change them into Babylonians, they kind of had an agenda of what they wanted them to do. Now Daniel says, uh, he and his friends decide that, you know what, we are not going to do this. We are we have resolved, and that, therefore the, the description earlier of the resolution, they have resolved that they would not eat the king's food or drink the wine. And you might say to yourself, well, why, why would they want to do that? And, um, you know, that's going to be a big part of uh, what is behind all of the things that are going on here. So, One of the things that they would have been concerned about is the preparation of the food. If you've read in the Old Testament at all, you know that there were many uh, areas where the Jews were given instruction on the types of food that they were to eat. There was a description of how it was to be prepared, uh, how it was to be cared for before and, and after and during the eating. Uh, and so, uh, to, for, for these men who wanted to maintain their uh, Jewish identity, there was a requirement for them to not eat food that was not prepared in the right way, was not the right kind of food, you know, and so, uh, to maintain that, they had to make a choice. I can either go along with the rest of, uh, this group, or I can stand and resolve to not do this thing. Now, you and I, on a regular basis, have to make decisions. Am I going to go here and follow this group, or am I going to stay over here and follow Jesus? And that's essentially the struggle that uh, Daniel and his three buddies are going through. Do Do I stay with what the Jewish tradition is, what I know is the right thing to do, or do I allow myself to get caught up in the culture in which I have been taken in as a captive? And do I allow myself to be pushed off in a certain direction? That would have been a very difficult and, and, a, and a great struggle for them. The wine would have been unclean possibly. Uh, and these are some, some reasons that, uh, that they may have had for not wanting to participate in this. But uh, again if it had not been prepared, even the wine had to be prepared, be prepared in a certain way in order to follow God's written law, the way he wanted things done. And so they're looking at this and, you know, the the probability is that they would not have prepared things the way God had uh, outlined for that to have happened. And and so as they're uh, going through this and as they're dealing with this uh, Daniel and his friends make the decision that they don't want to, to eat that. So, <clears throat> there are a number of reasons that uh, could have been behind their decision. Um, some of those uh, I, that I've laid out are good reasons. I think, realistically, that probably the more realistic is that they were avoiding getting caught up in the Babylonian culture of that time. They did not want to lose their identity as Jews. It would be like you and I having to make a decision. Do I maintain my identity as a Christian, or do I allow myself to go off over here and have an identity of some other religion? Because I'm in a, I'm in a community, I'm in an area where that is their standard, and so therefore I have to make a decision. Will I go there where they are, which means that I'm turning away from Christ, or will I maintain my relationship with Jesus Christ and stand against that? And that's the, that's the essence of what I see is happening here with Daniel and the other three. They are, they are being asked or forced to become Babylonians, and they're saying, no, we are Jews. Okay, so for us, that would be the connection between Christian and worldly, or Christian and another uh, religion. We, at some point, have to make that decision. I choose, I resolve to be a Christian. I will not allow myself to be forced off over into another area. So they didn't want to lose their identity uh, as Jews and become Babylonians. Now can you imagine how difficult this probably would have been for them? Uh, They didn't know if they did this, would they be put in prison? Would they get any food whatsoever? Uh, This uh, person who was over them, the one that was in charge, he very well could have gone and said, look, you will do it the way the king wants, or you're going to be executed. It it, it could have gone that far. I was thinking about that as as Petro had up his his video of of, uh, the ISIS people walking with the uh, Christians. Those people, those men who were Christians, made a decision that I don't care if it costs me my life. I will not lose my identity. I will not turn from calling myself a Christian. I refuse to stop being Christian, even if it costs me my life. And that's the decision that Daniel and his compadres are making at this point. They're saying that I will not go in that direction. Now, Again, it's not always an easy decision. It's not always something that comes real easy. Let's look over at chapter 6. If you would turn over there with me. And uh, I'm going to begin here in verse 1. And so you can kind of see in here, if you kind of, again, if you kind of think about. You know, what's going on in the background? In the background, it's these foods, uh, the decisions made. Now, Daniel has been successful with his eating and that sort of thing, but he's also been successful at other things he was doing. And we picked that up here. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom. And over them, three high officials of whom Daniel was one to whom these satraps should ha- should give account, so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick up verse uh, 4 here in a moment. But notice what happened here. Daniel distinguished himself above all of the other high officials. Daniel, uh, there's something special about him. There's something in the way that he lived his life and the way he interacted, so that even the king either observed it or got reports about, hey, this Daniel, he is, he's really an amazing guy. He's really doing everything that you would desire from him. And so Daniel has taken that next step up. And so the king is recognizing that. King is saying, hey, you know what? He's not going to be just one of the three, but I'm going to put him over everybody because he's that good of a leader, that good of a strong uh, man who is somebody that I want in that position. Now, if you think about that, you think about the fact that uh, there was 120, there was 123 counting the three who were over, and now because he distinguished himself above all of the others, he is going to be put over everybody. Well, as you can imagine, that kind of creates some conflict, so let's keep going. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find grounds for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could find no grounds for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Then these high officials and satraps came in agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects, the satraps, the counselors, and the governors, are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius, sign the document and injunction so you see what's happening here right so these guys are jealous right i mean they're looking at this and saying hey wait a minute why does he get to be my boss right i mean that's that's what's going on here daniel was about to be made the head over all of them and they're looking at this and saying hey who is he that he's going to be my boss we need to find something we need to prove that this guy is not worthy of being in that kind of a role But when they started looking at it, (laughs) because he had an excellent spirit in him, is what the scripture says here, there was something special about him. When I read that, the immediate thing that came to my mind was, we have an excellent spirit living in us, don't we? If we've trusted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we have an excellent spirit living inside of us. And it should make us different. It should make us stand out in some way or another. And so they decided, okay, he's distinguished himself above all of the others. He's got this excellent spirit. We don't want him as our boss. Let's go and find something that he has done or that he's doing wrong that we can show that he should not be our boss. Let, let's, let's go out and dig up some dirt. Okay, Let, let's, go out and, let's go out and kind of find something. But then it says they couldn't find anything, right? They started with his job and they could find no grounds because, why? He was faithful. He had been given an assignment by the king and he was faithfully carrying out his assignment. Do you and I do that? When we're asked to do something, are we faithful at carrying out that assignment? assignment that we do that we've been asked to do are, are, are we faithful at at carrying out the responsibilities that are given to us whether it's at work at our home wherever it might be are we faithful Daniel was so faithful that they could find no error or fault was found in him isn't that isn't that a wonderful thought when you when you kind of get you try to wrap your head around that One of the things that that always conjures up in my mind is, am I faithful enough that if somebody was out looking for some dirt to dig up about me, that they would find me with no error or no fault? I believe that in my responsibilities that I've ever been given in my life, I I believe I have lived that way. I've tried to live that way. I've tried to, as best I can, to live a Christian life that is, honoring and pleasing to God but I always wonder you know is there something that somebody could go out and dig up about me and if not what would they do right the reason was he was living a good and godly life he was following the Jewish law of that time he was even though he was in this Babylonian culture even though he was caught up in, in having to live in a certain way because of where he had been brought in as a prisoner, he was still living in such a good and godly way that they could find no fault. They had to go and find something else. This part I find to be amazing. And yet, when you deal with people, you can kind of see what, what went on here, Right? So these people, they go, they say, look, we can't find anything in his job performance. It's excellent. We, we can't find anything in just the way he, he's carrying out his responsibility. He's above reproach. We have to go and find something. What are we going to use? Oh, somebody comes up with the idea. He still worships God. Let's use that as a trap. So they go to the king, and what do they do to the king? Hey, king, you know, this is my paraphrase, of course. Hey, king, you know, you are so awesome. You know, we think for 30 days, you should set up a a rule that nobody is allowed to petition any other god, nothing, only you. You you, People have to come to you because you are so awesome. You are such an amazing king that don't let anybody make a petition or request or or, or pray to or talk to any other God. You see what they're doing there? They're working on his ego. You are awesome. No other God says what? You're God. Right? And, And so they're working on his ego. So he's sitting there and he's going, Oh, that sounds pretty cool. You know, I I like that idea. I think think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign that law. I'm going to make that a petition. So they couldn't find anything, so they had to use his faith in God against him. If somebody couldn't find anything against you, would they be able to use your faith in God against you? Would they be able to test you by looking at your faith in God? Now, when the law was written, Daniel knew it. So verse 10, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God and he had, as he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not, uh, don't you love this? They told him to do it, so of course they know. O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or any man within 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who was one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day." So you see what's, what's going on here. Daniel has two choices. He can honor man. He can do what the king has ordered. Don't petition, don't pray. Daniel's habit, his, his, his very life, revolved around him daily getting down on his knees three times a day, praying toward Jerusalem, which again is, uh, had been uh, laid out for them, given to them before that in the Old Testament. And so he's told uh, to not do that anymore, but his, his, that's just the way he was, that's who he was as a person. He goes home, he's got the windows open. He's down on his knees before people who can see, apparently can see in his window, and he's down on his knees three times a day praying to his God. He has a choice, honor man, the king, and these guys who came up with this false accusation, or honor God. And of course, we know that Daniel chose to honor God. Now, In this country right now, we have more and more laws and rules that are coming out that says you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you cannot do this, especially if you're Christian, right? You all know what I'm talking about. In the schools, you're not allowed to pray. You're not allowed to teach these things. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do... There's all kinds of rules. We have to make a choice like Daniel did. Do I listen to man or do I listen to God? Daniel made the choice, and Daniel chose to honor God with his life. Now, it would have been very easy for Daniel to do one of a couple of things. Number one, he could have chosen, hey, it's 30 days. If I don't pray to God for 30 days, it's okay. Right? I mean, that's one of his choices. Another choice was, when I go home to pray... I'll just close the window. Nobody's going to know. I, You know, I've got this cover over my window. I just cover it up, get down on my knees and pray. I'm, I'm praying, being obedient to God. But he says, no, I'm not going to do that. I choose to be, be obedient to God and let other people know that that's what I'm doing. Daniel's very actions of his life changed other people's lives. If you continue with me, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, and I'm not going to read it all right now. Daniel's thrown into the lion's den. The king can't sleep. He he cares so much about Daniel. He seen so much good in Daniel that he can't sleep, and he he's wondering about him. And so he 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 goes to the den, and he and he's just he can't sleep. He's wide awake, and he doesn't have any entertainment. Nothing going on around him. All he wants to know is, is Daniel going to be okay? And then he goes and he confronts them and he, he hollers for Daniel, and and Daniel says. Uh, says to Daniel, has your God whom you serve continually, I'm on verse 23, been able to deliver you from the lion? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. You see what he's saying there is, look, this law, this rule that, that these people came up with was only intended to be a trap to destroy me. They flattered you into signing this petition, this law, to appease them, but my choice was I had to make a choice between them and God, and I choose God. And then the king, exceedingly glad, and commanded Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded that those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the lion's den, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. By the way, what does that indicate? It indicates... That the lions were hungry even when daniel was in the den but god was protecting him through that then king darius wrote to all the peoples nations and uh, languages that dwell in all of the earth peace be multiplied to you i make a decree that in all my royal dominion people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Notice he doesn't say before me. He doesn't say before Daniel. He says before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God. He's giving testimony about Daniel's God here. He is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions... So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Think about this. Daniel's very life, the way he lived his life, the way he conducted himself with his job, the way he conducted himself in, in regard to his faith in God, impacted this king to the point where this king gives praise, honor, and glory to his God. And you know what? Nebuchadnezzar had done the same thing. Daniel's life was such that he impacted those kings in such a way that they gave glory to his God. And so my question always comes to myself and to you as well. Are we living our lives in such a way that people see Jesus Christ in us in such a way that they want to glorify Him as well. I just read Facebook, and you can't trust everything on Facebook, so I don't know if it's 100% accurate or not. But there was something that was on that said that the Pope... Just recently put out something saying to stop going out and witnessing to people and trying to convert people from all other religions because all religions are the same. That is contrary to what we read in the Bible. What we read in the Bible is that there is one way for us to get to God's heaven, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone. And that Jesus has told us to go out into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to disciple them. We are to train them up. We are to convert them so that they will have eternal life through the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. Do you and I have an opportunity to share that testimony with other people? If we are living our lives in such a way, the way that Daniel was, so that people see Christ in us, we will have that opportunity. And when we have the opportunity, we have to make a choice. Will I live for God, or will I live for man? Will I be a witness, or will I go along with the rest of society, with the rest of culture. That's a choice we have to make on a daily basis. It's not always going to be easy, but it's your choice and mine. If we're believers, if we're followers of Jesus Christ. Lord God, I thank you for your word. Thank you for this example and model that we have in Daniel. A man who took his very life in his hands by saying that I will obey you, that I will trust in you, that I will pray to you. You protected him. You are a faithful God. You have given us a promise, a hope, and a future. And that's only found through the finished work of Jesus Christ. God, your word tells us that you so love the world that you sent your one and only son, Jesus Christ, into this world. We are to be his disciples, to be his followers. And if we are, Jesus, you have promised us that you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by you. Thank you for that wonderful plan of salvation that only comes through faith and belief in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. In his name we pray. Amen.